1: Flat out, kahu You are tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, the uh, accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat out, you've got Lady H on your mic for your funky Friday. We love having you on board. Big flat-out shout-out, of course, to New Zealand On Air. Without you, community radio stations like Free FM wouldn't be here. A big flat-out shout-out, of course, to Free FM 89.0. Without you, Flat Out Pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, a big flat-out shout-out to you, you fabulous out there that tune in every Friday to hear what's hot and happening on the Flat Out Pride Hour. News, views and interviews for and about our glut Fab Rainbow Whānau that's Gay, Lesbian, Intersex, Transgender Takatāpui, Queer, fāfafine, Akaivine Androgynous, Asexual, Bi and all the fabulousness in between and of course outside of those scopes because fluidity is where it's at, whānau, flat out I hope that you have had a good week that you are keeping yourselves warm and well out there the best that you can we're in wintertime here in Aotearoa. I know it's somewhere, somewhere else in, in the Isle in the world. We're also hoping that you're keeping yourselves well and mind, body and spirit out there. Uh, COVID is still present in uh, quite a few spaces and places. So take care of yourselves, our, our uh, kahukura whanau, our thoughts and love are with you and your whanau. This afternoon, evening on the show, what we have for you, of course, what is hot and happening for your coming weekend. We look at HIV and AIDS, myths, facts and sharing. We take a look at how do I know if I'm transgender? Dara Hoffman, compliments of YouTube, a transgender therapist, shares some light on how to explore that for yourself. I felt that this was really relevant and for those rangatahi out there, all those irrespective of what age you are, exploring what that means for you and if you're wanting to check with yourself on that then this is a great kōrero uh, to be tuning into and first on the show we're sharing time from singapore so zula perspectives lgbtq plus millennials on tolerance versus acceptance in singapore a really good conversation some awesome sharing so that is us sharing our truths facts and feels that is our show for your Friday. And of course, we've got beats peppered through there. Uh, happy Pride for all those who have just finished off the month of June throughout across the international borders. And Happy Matariki for those in Aotearoa that are celebrating the dawning of our Māori New Year. So let's get into the goodness. First up, the sharing time from Singapore. Really love this conversation, and I believe you're going to love that too. And then we go into a beat, Jin Wigmore, nothing to no one.
2: People coming up to you and telling you that you can be cured, you can change. It feels like they're telling you that they know you better than you know yourself. And where's the respect in that?
3: I identify as... I identify
4: as lesbian.
2: I identify as gay.
4: Pansexual or bisexual?
5: I identify as a trans man.
4: I identify as queer.
3: Asexual. I like girls, and I think that they're cute. And I've been dating my girlfriend for almost seven and a half years, so uh, honey, if you're watching this, hello.
4: So by asexual means that I do not experience any sexual attraction. It is not the same as celibacy or the choice to abstain from sex.
6: Pansexual means that uh,
4: I'm not restricted to the gender, whether you are male, female, non-binary, trans, uh, for me it's not relevant.
2: I've had one boyfriend, um, currently single, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I like men. For me,
5: I was assigned female at birth, but I decided to transition uh, roughly four years ago now. I'm on testosterone and plan to have surgery in the future.
6: Labels aren't a thing for me and I think that Society is just too small to be fit into boxes. Um, So queer is a broad label that I feel like is the bolder choice.
3: Singaporean society generally accepts me for who I am.
4: Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. I don't know.
2: Um, I've been fighting against a lot of authorities about how I should behave, how I should act. I mean, when I was in secondary school, um, a school counsellor altered me to other students. My, one of my teachers told my mom that uh, your son should change his behaviour because this kind of behaviour is stigmatised. At the end of the day, I, I constantly feel like I'm fighting to just do what I want to do.
4: I don't think Singapore society knows enough about asexuality and not a lot of people talk about it. So um, I would say most of Singapore society does
6: not know what asexuality is. Again, with bi erasure, I have straight-passing privilege, so people don't really look at me as this very gay person because I'm not actively holding someone's hand, um, and it's it's weird because it's it helps you, but it's also erasing you.
4: I was unwittingly on a date. I didn't know it was it was a date, but like I was. I told him I was asexual, like when he basically asked me out. So he said, um, but but at least you're not lesbian. Oh my god. So I, can, so, I can <laughs> so, me, so I can change you, oh. so he told me I can change
2: you. Then I'm like... It really just boils down to respect um, for someone's personal decision. I think people coming up to you and telling you that you can be cured, you can change, I think it, it really it feels like they're telling you that they know you better than you know yourself. Exactly. And where's the respect in that?
3: I think 377A is
4: pointless. Trash. Perpetuating injustice.
5: Draconian as hell.
4: Ridiculous. I um, think it's hateful, disrespectful, dehumanising, and above all, useless as a law.
3: They said they, were, they weren't going to enforce it, but it's there, right? How would they have enforced it anyway? Would they just have like gone, Poof. oh, we see you there, you're doing the do, and you're doing the do, and you are both men, and you are doing it in the you-know-where.
4: So, we're going to arrest you now. Come with us! If it's in a law and it's not enforced, you should take it out because it undermines the law. It is not just for people who love each other to have to face a criminal offence.
2: Definitely when they put that law, like when they keep this law, it's not about functionality, it's about sending a message But what are you sending a message that gay people, men who have sex with men are not Uh, equal citizens
5: like what you want to talk about purity of family uh, sanctity of a family unit well maybe include like you know things that don't necessarily fit in the family nucleus of a mom and dad and kids because not everyone has that there's single parents there's people with uh, extended families and that family are you saying that that's not as legitimate a family as like you know mom dad and kids
2: telling people that they are not a traditional family and thus they are not you know They're not so-called perfect, it's slapped in the face to anybody who has been rejected by the so-called perfect family. This so-called family that was supposed to protect you, that is the perfect family, it's the stronghold of society, it does not love you. And you, you, you try and find love wherever you can, but the law tells you that it's not valid.
6: I'm more concerned about how 377A impacts education because then you can't even move forward. You have that law in place that basically tells you one segment of society isn't human, doesn't deserve respect, doesn't deserve equal you know, recognition, and because of that, we aren't able to even progress as a society. If you're much more about, let's say, letting the citizens decide, how would you let the citizens decide in an informed manner? Did you know that two cartoons on Netflix
3: are rated M18? Ah,
6: She-Ra. She-Ra
3: and the Dragon Prince. Because incidentally, there are gay parents in there and in one of those shows, the gay parents die
6: together for their country. It's a problem when you regard the LGBT community as a whole as something that's adult and sexual because then you already have this very perverse idea of what sexuality or love and identity is and you are relegating it to strictly something that is, you know, has to be rated, has to be forbidden, has to be regulated. I have been denied opportunities because of my
3: identity.
5: Yes. Yes. No. Because I had not gone for, um bottom surgery, I cannot change my um, gender marker on my IC so that kind of makes it a bit risky when applying for jobs because there was one time I actually uh, had to give in my IC scan and everything and they are like, oh but uh, you're a guy on the phone, then how come this says F and I'm, I had to explain to them and immediately there was like, you know, this change of tone We're like, oh, I see, okay, we'll call you back and they never did
2: When I was in school, I tried running for a student leadership role um, and the teacher just straight up told me like we can't have someone like you representing a leader and I was in a boys school um, so they just didn't like that they didn't like the idea of someone who was not what they thought was a so-called gentleman in their eyes deep down inside I knew that I was proud to be who I was but there were these other voices telling me that no you shouldn't be proud of it nobody should look up to you nobody should um, be like you
4: if, if they do know what I'm asexual I really think that they'll just think that it's it's equivalent to me just not having sex and being celibate and like oh I'm I'm like a good girl, a good virgin girl and then like oh that plays into what
6: they think is a good lady. I think it's also important to note that queer people are really good for making opportunities for ourselves and I think I'm really proud of our community for doing that where we create safe spaces and places where we can empower each other and like you know do more for each other so in that sense, it's kind of a balanced thing. Yeah,
2: We don't have any explicit policy discriminations, but sometimes the most um, harmful kind of discrimination is the discrimination that you don't see, that you don't talk about, because you don't understand these people's struggles.
3: If you don't give us a chance to explain without it being labelled as like adults or even inherently sexual, right. which we are not, BT dubs, yeah. um, then how are we going to get any sort of common ground, any acceptance. Are straight allies relevant to the LGBTQ plus community?
5: Yes. yes!
3: If it's just us talking, it feels a little bit like...
5: Echo chamber. Yes! Yeah. Thank
3: you! Echo chamber, that's right. And um, it's always good to have people who are not of the community to come and back us up as well.
4: I wish everyone, was, everyone who is straight is a straight ally. Yeah, that, that's the goal. These are the people who will stand up and have you, you know, fight for you. Because you alone, you may not be um, as powerful as if you were bonded together.
2: It's like the chopstick comparison. You know, one chopstick can break. You put a lot of chopsticks together, you cannot break.
6: (laughs) (laughs) So I think Without straight allies, we wouldn't even be making this video today, right? Um, and that's why we are able to get our message across the board. Um, because you're using a privilege for good. You're using the voice that you have, the visibility that you have for good. It's really about empowering people to be allies in the right way. Because you can put on a pin, you can you know, put on a Facebook caption or whatever it is, but it comes down to the actions and what you are really willing to do for us.
5: It is not about one community triumphing over another. It is how can we all move together upwards and forwards as people, as human beings.
3: Do you think Singapore is moving toward the right direction when it comes to LGBTQ+ issues?
7: Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yes.
4: No. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do appreciate that. More of us are. Talking about it now, and like more of us are becoming more woke, but it's not enough. I'm still hearing stuff like, hey, that's pretty gay. Like, when somebody just does something, I don't know.
2: Do you know what you say? (laughs) (laughs) I say yes to the question because I think that in general, if you like plot um, a point A where we're at and point B where we need to be at, it's kind of like we're going like that. Like, it's sure there's a longer route, but if you talk about 30 years ago, we've made progress. Nowadays we have more uh, straight people speaking up for us. I think that's great. Um, um, You know, people with families, people with children, um, certain ambassadors saying like, I have children, I'm not afraid to be an ambassador.
5: There's definitely, yes, more discussion in media, uh, in, uh, in the public sphere and everything, like there's more visibility. But with more visibility comes more pushback from the more conservative side of the country. A lot of Singaporeans are very apolitical or just politically averse as well. You definitely need to change policies and everything if we want to get ahead as a community, as as you know, as as a country, if you want to progress as a whole.
6: As someone who's been in the advocacy scene for quite a few years now, I can see so much change being pushed for, but no one meeting it. So the larger population is comfortable in this like tolerance but not really acceptance kind of stage and that just means we are not doing enough. We have so much more to go and if we think that we're doing enough, it's complacent.
2: Actually, when we fight, we're not fighting for today, we are fighting for tomorrow. Think about the struggles that you faced when you were a child and make sure that no child has to ever go through that again.
1: Yeah, don't
8: give up.
3: Yeah, Don't give up. That's right.
1: You are tuned back into the our Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and now on iHeartRadio. Radio. Te uia reo, o te hāpuri, bringing together the voices of our community is a tagline for free fm 89.0 and flat out pride absolutely supports it that's where it's at that's what it's about sharing our stories our voices our truths and our feels that is the co-papa of our show this afternoon evening i hope you enjoyed that sharing time from singapore zula perspectives i really uh, love to hear the corridor from those across the world or anywhere actually hearing their sharing um, really empowers me and motivates me to want to be an an action a doer a mover uh, for us in our country too Uh, An absolute support that last beat there was Jen wigmore nothing to no one haven't heard from her in a while and i'm loving that beat I don't believe that I, that we as the kahukura whanau are nothing to no one. We are something and someone to everyone. We are of worth. We are of value and we have rights, equal rights and standing within our societies. I support and stand with you. Aotearoa, our whanau kahukura stands with you. We have what's hot and happening for your coming weekend it's with events. We're going into a hearty corridor, uh, HIV and AIDS, myths, facts, and sharing. Really love this space. I feel like I wanted to deliver something a bit more chunkier and and uh, to the core and real. For our whanau and next up we're all listening to Dara Hoffman compliments of YouTube how do I know if I'm transgender a really good conversation a good corridor to tune into if you wanted to explore what that means for you am I transgender is this who I am is this how I identify and really good uh, questions posed to get the the search happening from within Anyhow, we'll leave you with that corridor, and then roll into a song, Mark Knight, featuring Alex Mills, It's a Wonder, the Extended Mix. Stay tuned, breathe, stop, and tune
9: in. Hello, this is Dara Hoffman Fox, back again with another episode of Ask a Gender Therapist. Uh, This is a video series where I do my best to answer your transgender questions from my personal perspective as a gender therapist. Well, today's question is actually a conglomeration of many questions that I've received, and uh, pretty much goes like this. Hey Dara, how do I know I'm transgender? I get this question from people of all ages, from all across the world, um, all different sorts of backgrounds, so instead of reading all the individual questions, I figure This definitely means that this is a question that a lot of people have on their minds. The first thing I want to talk about is the question of how do I know I'm transgender being very, very big in and of itself and being able to break it down into some pieces. So let's talk about how if somebody's even asking themselves that question, it probably means at the very least they are feeling uncomfortable with their current gender role. So, more than likely, the answer to that question is yes, but remember, transgender can be a wide spectrum. so let's start off over here. This is someone's um, assigned gender at birth and their biological sex. So if somebody is asking themselves, "Am I transgender?" more than likely it means you are not feeling like aligned with your exact biological sex and your assigned gender at birth it's that The discomfort that you're feeling about your assigned gender at birth and basically the gender role expectations that you're having, your discomfort with that can vary. It can be small. It can be really wide. And so one thing to keep in mind is that you don't have to necessarily have a very specific idea of what it means to be transgender. It's something that can go across the spectrum, and you can feel freedom to explore that. But at least you know, for the most part, there's something going on with you in this moment that has to do with your exact gender role, um, the gender expectations that are placed upon you at this moment. The next thing that might be helpful is to think a little bit about the discomfort that you're feeling with your current gender or your current gender role. Is the discomfort coming from a place where you are uncomfortable with certain gender expectations that are being put upon you uh, and feels like you're being um, not your true self because of that? Is there, to a certain extent, a way that you express your gender and you feel like you're acting? You feel like you're being a fake or a fraud? It doesn't feel like your true self. Another way to uh, ask yourself a question about your discomfort is how comfortable are you with the gender pronouns that people use for you? For example, if somebody um, perceives you as a he and you're always being called he, how does that feel to you? Do you Recognize that at times, more often than not, you really don't like being called he. And that's something to take into consideration when it comes to how uncomfortable that makes you. Um, that can also pertain to maybe your name. Maybe you have a very masculine or very feminine name. And for much of your life, it just hasn't fit for you. So that's another question to ask yourself about your discomfort. Um go ahead and continue to check in with yourself about your discomfort when it comes to your body. And does it feel like your physical body matches the gender that you can tell you are in your brain? And that's of course a huge question to ask yourself and could take um, a lot of time and a lot of patience to be able to figure out the answers to all of these questions actually. But um, because these questions can be difficult to explore, Of course, I am going to suggest that you find someone to talk to out loud about this once you do feel comfortable with somebody. For instance, of course, a gender therapist would be um, a great person to talk to about this. But if you can find a trusted friend, a trusted family member, Um, even if that's somebody who's on the internet that you can start exploring these questions with, that can really get you a long way. It can be scary to do that at first because once you start actually talking about it, it makes it more real but you'll get to your answers a lot more quickly than if you just continue to keep it inside your head. Um, That'll drive you nuts anyway. The next thing I'm going to suggest is that you do your research. One way you can do your research is to read other stories about people who are transgender. This could be on the internet, this can be in books, this could be people you talk to in chat rooms um, or in support groups, but the more you can hear about different transgender experiences, the more likely you are to be able to connect with one of those and say, aha, that is my story, therefore, yes, I do feel that I am transgender. Um, This can really go a long way to verbalizing the feelings you're having inside and you hear somebody else say them out loud and put words to it. It can be a very meaningful experience to finally feel like there's an answer for you. Another way you can do research is um, doing some reading. A couple suggestions I have for you is to check out Matt Cayley's blog. And that's tranifesto.com. He has been writing this blog for years, and he answers questions from readers. And he has covered the topic of am I transgender? What kind of transgender person am I? Am I gender fluid? Um, All sorts of articles about that. So all you have to do is go to that blog, and on the right side of the page, there's categories that you can click on to be able to find more information about this. Um, Another suggestion I have is that you check out a book called My Gender Workbook, and it's by Kate Bornstein. Um, This is a favorite of a lot of my clients. I have suggested this book to them, and once they've worked through it, they feel like they have a much stronger idea of what gender is in the first place, as well as their own gender identity. So there's a lot of other um, resources out there, but those are a couple of my favorites. I think one of the hardest parts about the process of answering the question of whether or not you're transgender is that if the answer is yes, um, then more likely than not, that means you're having to admit something to yourself and then eventually to others that is a really big deal. It's a life changer and there are going to be challenges coming up ahead. So having to take a lot of time to really figure out the answer to that question makes total sense. So give yourself a little bit of a break if it takes you a while to really figure out the answer because um, chances are that sure, it is going to be something that's going to be a significant change in your life. Of course, there's going to be amazing changes in your life from being able to finally be who you really are but it's understandable that the reality is that some of those changes are going to be difficult. I want to be sure to mention that in reality it is so hard to be 100% certain about something about ourselves. So also keep that in mind that at this point, you know, the closer you can get to 100% is great, but just remember when you eventually, um, let's say you do come to the conclusion that you are transgender and it is to the extent that you're going to need to transition medically, which means you need to go visit a gender therapist um, and a physician and eventually maybe a surgeon. You're going to be going through this process in which it's going to feel like people are now putting you in the spotlight and are almost trying to get you to prove to them, hey, are you really transgender? Now, in theory, um, or sorry, in reality, I'm hoping that is not your experience. That's definitely the experience I tried to not put my clients through, Um, but it could still be there. Even if the person, the professional you're talking to doesn't make you feel like that, you are having to explain things, you're having to go through it again and again, and you could be going through that with every person you end up coming out to, over and over. This is why I know I'm transgender. If anything, it could maybe help solidify that for you, but at the same time, um, I've definitely seen where it has caused doubts to rise up in the heads of my clients. Um, And again, that's perfectly normal. There's nothing wrong with that happening. Um, As long as you keep returning back to your truth and where you want to take that, that's what really counts in the end. Well, that's it for um, this segment. Like I said, this is a huge question, and I'm sure I only touched the very surface of it, but I hope at least can give you a start on what to do. Um, as always, you can find me at conversations with a gender That is my blog. And thank you so much for listening and for watching. And if you have a question for me, I'd be happy to receive it at Dara at gmail.com. Take care.
1: I know my hooking my You are tuned back into the Flanner Pride Hour here on Free FM eighty nine point zero independent community media. You can live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. Flat out. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Fano. Mm-hmm.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: That last beat there was Mark Knight featuring Alex Mills. It's a wonder, the extended mix. Hope you're enjoying this show so far. Lots of kaupapa kororo, lots of sharing, loving it. Chunky, get your teeth in, get your listening ears kind of stuff. Right, we're moving into our next part of the show, HIV and AIDS, Myths, Facts and Sharing. The first clip up, The Advocate, Queer 101, compliments of YouTube. Alex Cheebs talks about his uh, story in regards to being diagnosed with HIV. The second clip, Re, Ending Myths About HIV. Mark Fisher, the CEO of Body Positive, unveils a lot of myths and truths about being HIV positive and what that means. The last one is Pulse, fact versus myth. That's my voiceover because it is purely just uh, words to a clip. But I like the background sound and um, it really does, again, identify fact versus myth. Then we'll wrap up with Celeste, the artist, and the song name Hear My Voice. Breathe and tune in.
10: The day I found out I was positive was pretty rough. It wasn't a good day. I don't think it is for anybody. I caught it from a sexual encounter three to six months from the time that I actually had a positive read. And so I technically was 20 when I got infected. I remember the day in the clinic. It wasn't a good day. And one friend knew that I had gone to get my results. And when I finally turned on my phone and I had like A hundred missed calls from him and uh, he was the first person I told I cried on his sofa that night and fell asleep. HIV is a longer distance because we now have antiretrovirals and some really powerful medications that suppress the virus in the body so that you can live just as long and healthy a life as anyone else. I don't know who infected me. Most people don't. I can't necessarily say that I'd have any kind of animosity against the person who gave it to me. I know in my head that the likelihood is that they didn't know they had it themselves. That's that's normally how it spread. I took kind of a dating break after I tested positive because I'm not really interested in dating someone who has any reservations or fear about my HIV. It's, It's kind of like an automatic deal breaker. I'm not going to coach someone through dealing with it I've already done that for myself so you have to be okay with it as like a as a hard rule you know before even dating me I want to get that out of the way as soon as I can and now dating is just like dating for everybody else the turning point was a man who I was sleeping with was also HIV positive and on medication we ate Chinese food one night and I was sitting there and a guy had just turned me down on Grinder. he had like, I had come out as HIV positive to him and he had blocked me. And I just started crying over my Chinese food <laughs> in this restaurant. He let me cry for like as long as I needed to in front of everybody and then he said, it's something in your blood, that's it. You have something in your blood. He was like, but you're so much more than something in your blood, you are you know, you're this full person with ideas. Like, there's so much more to you. And, and his point was there's so much more to everyone than just something in your blood. But if guys are interested and they want to have sex or they want to, you know, do more, uh, then they have full authority to ask and I won't feel offended. In fact, I, would, I will encourage us to have that conversation as soon as possible. That's really the only context that I think it's appropriate to ask my status or ask anyone's status. An employer can't ask me that, a teacher can't ask me that, a co-worker can't ask me about my status. You never have to disclose your HIV status to anybody, you know, unless they're a sex partner. I'm undetectable and undetectable means untransmittable. If I wasn't actively treating my illness, then yes. So PrEP is a once a day medication that uh, HIV negative people, um, men, women, everyone, can take to prevent HIV. I date negative guys and they date me. Regardless if we use condoms and regardless what I do, it gives them way more control than ever before. I tell them that they're going to be okay, they're not going to die, your, your life is going to change, and the way you see your body and your sex is going gonna, is gonna to evolve a little bit. You're going to have to suddenly realize that there's something about you that you can't change, that lives in your blood, that people will turn you down for. You can only suffer so long from something that's not going to change before you realize that your identity doesn't away. There's a lot of awesome, really sexy people out there who don't care about your status. My life has only blossomed, and I, what I thought was an ending of something, if anything, it opened my mind to having to really appreciate people more.
0: Straight people can get HIV. HIV doesn't discriminate, it's a, it's a virus, uh, so anybody can get HIV, and in reality, Globally, more than 50% of the people living with HIV are women. There is no cure for HIV. If somebody is, acquires HIV, uh, they will need to start treatment, which will control the virus mm-hmm. so it's manageable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll live, live a long and healthy life, but they will need to take medication for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Once you're accessing treatment, there is no uh, risk of transmission, so you can have a normal sex life. In those cases, you wouldn't need to use condoms because the virus is controlled and you're not infectious. Um, The problem is that there's stigma. So if you disclose or when you disclose that you're living with HIV to a sexual partner, um, there can be a lot of judgment, there can be some recoil. And that's why people need to upskill their knowledge in terms of HIV and what the risks are, and take control and actually just remove stigma from that equation. You cannot get HIV from sharing a glass of water or eating food that's been prepared by somebody living with HIV. HIV, the virus, is really vulnerable. It's a fragile virus. When it's outside of the body in the air, it basically gets destroyed. So there is no risk of transmission through those situations. If you get HIV, You could die if you don't get tested and know your status. It's important to test regularly, to access care and treatment so that you can stay healthy and control the virus. Once you have the virus controlled, you can actually stay healthy and live a long and normal life. There is a pill that can stop you from getting HIV, it works like the contraceptive pill. It's called pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP. And when you do come into contact or if you do come into contact with HIV, the medicine will, will kill off the virus so that it can't replicate and it cannot take hold in your system. If you're living with HIV um, you can still have children so if the husband has HIV and the wife doesn't there is no risk of transmission if the husband is on medication. Um, There'll be no transmission to the mum or to the the wife and they can have a child which won't have HIV either. You cannot get HIV from hugging someone living with HIV that's probably one of the best things you can do is to show support and caring for them.
1: HIV fact versus myth. This remains one of the world's most significant health challenges, especially in low-middle-income countries. It's time to dispel some of the popular myths surrounding this virus. You can be infected by being around an HIV-positive individual. Fact: HIV is a sexually transmitted disease transmitted through body fluids such as blood, semen, vaginal fluid and breast milk only. Myth. HIV is spread through touch, tears, sweat, saliva or pee. Fact. This is false. It is mainly spread through unprotected sex and sharing of needles. Myth. Mosquitoes spread HIV. Fact. When bugs bite, they don't inject the blood of the person they bit previously. Myth. You can tell if someone has HIV AIDS by how they look. Fact, HIV or AIDS cannot be identified by appearance, as the symptoms can be hidden for many years. Myth AIDS is a death sentence. Fact, many treatments are now available with promising results. With the most popular being anti-retroviral therapy or ART. Patients who receive the treatment at the early stages of infection can live longer and more productive lives. Myth. HIV can be contracted by touching an infected person's blood. Fact. Fluid-to-fluid contact is necessary for transmission. Myth. There is a low survival rate for individuals with HIV. Fact. Estimated life expectancy is near normal for patients. Let's spread awareness and be educated on the facts. This is brought to you compliments of Pulse Living It. Nau mai hoki You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. You can live stream and podcast to us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and now on iHeart Radio. Flat Out Fano. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We're rolling now into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. That last beat there was Celeste. Hear my voice. All right, what's hot around Aotearoa? Matariki Lighting the Beacons Festival. That's held in the Kapiti region and it's going for a duration of 23 days. So it's a month long multidisciplinary arts festival across the Kapiti region. Lovely, lovely, lovely. You've got to go to the bookface post to find out more. Ahika, fire Kai, and fun. This is happening at the Wellington. Waterfront, and it's an event by the Wellington City Council to celebrate Matariki. Uh, join the whānau at the Wellington waterfront for fire, food, storytelling, waiata, song, and entertainment across two evenings. Again, go to the bookface page to find out more. Fitzy 2021 Shine Bright in the Light of Matariki, and that is happening today at the Meteor 1 Victoria Street in Hamilton. This is an event for Waikato Rangatahi to present any items and compete to win prizes. Uh, exhibition launch or hoterungo at the Gallagher Academy of Performing Arts. Indian Cultural Night happening at the Raglan Four Square happening tonight. Vegan Burger Party happening at the Mantra Lounge in Hamilton if y'all are interested. Uh, floating meditation with sound bowls happening at high above. That's happening tonight. That's 36 Ward Street in Hamilton. Skate night. Official Hamilton inline hockey club. That's at the Eastlink Skating Arena on 30 Old Farm Road. $8 entry. $2 skate higher. $30 family pass from 7 to 9pm. A good comedy show with... Good comedians in it. Uh, That is happening at the Fringe Bar, 28 Allen Street in Te Aro, Wallywood. Go to eventfinder.co.nz to get your tickets. Something different at the Yacht Club, a night of mixed genres, DJs and vocalists. That's in Ragland. Fab Fridays at the Ivy Bar and Cabaret from 9pm, Wally's finest dragsters, drinks, games and giveaways. Now for your Saturday, Dawn Matariki Observation is happening at the Hamilton Astronomical Society Observatory. Now providing the weather is clear, then you'll get to see through their telescopes. Exciting. The Palace Hotel DJ Night happening at the Palace Hotel for your Saturday from 7.30pm. That's 165 Whitaker Street in the Aroha. Matariki Planting Event at the Hillcrest Stadium for your Saturday. Roll Race NZ Round 1 at the Pukekohe Park Raceway. Go Eco Car Park Garden, 188 Commerce Street. Music in a Park, Roch Trevor Street in Hamilton Central. Are looking for Alaska, Amber, Haywood, Smoked Paprika and more from 11am free to all. Matariki Pāhu Ahe fireworks display and movie night. Oh nice, that's been held at the Matariki Festival Whangarei and that's from the Northland Events Centre. You can get your tickets from eventfinder.co.uk NZ Ahika and Wellington Waterfront continues. Matariki Twilight Tour at the Waitomo Glowworm Caves. That's for your Saturday. Tickets from Waitomo.com. Auckland Central Monthly Megan Potluck happening for your Saturday. That is at the Greylyn Community Centre 150 Richmond Road in Greylyn. The Naga Series: All Blacks vs Tonga at Mount Smart Stadium for your Saturday. Hepu, hepuro, hepuhako: a seed, an instrument, a story that's still continuing on for your Saturday at the Gallagher Academy of Performing Arts. Tickets at waikato.ac.nz. Nineties to two thousands house party at Code Bar. That in 11 bar 8 Hood Street in Hamilton. Tickets from eventbright.co.nz. Hamilton has a Lake Fun run starting at 8 am. Clubs New Zealand 2021 National Women's April Tournament is happening for your Sunday. Tickets you need to go to Bookface to go and grab some tickets there. Escapist Open Day. At level 136 Bryce Street in Hamilton. There is a spiritual church service at 10.30 in a Karangahake Gorge Ride for your Sunday. wake Starting from the Waikino Station Cafe. And Sunday Soulless Raglan Yoga Loft. That's starting from 1pm to 5pm. Spaces are limited. Matariki Roa stories happening in the Waitomo Glowworm Caves. For your Sunday. Uh, also for Sunday, um, of Sister Hippo at the Fitzroy Lounge Bar. That's 4pm to midnight up in Tamaki Makaurau, Auckland. For your Monday, free circuit workouts for women and free children's play hub in Norton Hamilton. Matariki kororo Mai, depicting decolonisation and creative spaces. That is an online corridor, starting from 5.30pm. Still on your Monday, transgender support group at the Historic Village in Tauranga Moana. Uh, public night for for Hamilton Astronomical Society Observatory. Whee, that's a mouthful, eh? Wednesday, student karaoke night at the Ivy Bar and Cabaret. For your Thursday next week, Tauranga Transit Youth Group is gathering at the Historic Village in Tauranga. And out at the Vic in Whanganui, one Victoria Ave, all the Fano are gathering there, the Wellington Feminist Poetry Club on your Thursday. And that is all we've got for your up and coming weekend and week ahead. Hope you enjoyed the show, hope you're having a great week, hope you're rolling into a really great weekend. Take care of yourselves, keep warm, keep well out there, be safe on the streets and in the sheets. The condoms and lube are your safest form of protection Fano. That is me, Lady H, signing off. We'll catch you all up next week with another fab, full, juicy show. Mauri happy Pride, and happy Matariki.
0: Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89
8: to find out more.